President Jacob Zuma says that there was nothing wrong with his earlier decision to appoint the now Minister of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs, uh, David Van Royen, as Finance Minister. Last December, President Zuma announced that Van Royen had replaced Ntlantla Nene, and four days later, he replaced uh, Van Royen with Praveen Gordon. And speaking to editors at the union buildings in Pretoria during the launch of the presidential press corps, Zuma defended his decision. That thing's caused such havoc. And people think that Zuma just woke up one day and took a decision. Some have got their own reason that he was told by some people. You know, Van Rooyen is my comrade, MK for that matter, where I come from. He's a trained finance and economic comrade. And more qualified than any minister I have ever appointed there. Now, but I was mad to appoint him. You can imagine if I came with a fellow who looked after Kertlet in Kansa and I made him. Then <laughs> I made him a minister of finance. You would say, ah, oh, Nango. I take decisions as, as, as a president. At times people don't know that that is a constitutional right. They want to take decisions on behalf of the president. <laughs> you may not know why I took that decision. You might get very good reasons why. But if you don't know, you... You speculate on the basis of what you see. There may be very serious reasons. And that was President Jacob Zuma on his decision uh, regarding the finance department. And uh, just a day before Finance Minister Praveen Gordon is to present his budget speech. And to get another perspective on this, we join on the line by Director at the Centre for the Study of Democracy at Rhodes University and the University of Johannesburg, Professor Stephen Friedman. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Hi, good morning. Now, Professor Friedman... What do you make of the president's statements around the recent decisions that he made? Well, I, I think it's clear that he doesn't regret his original decision. But what he's in fact signaling is uh, they very much have a constitutional right to appoint ministers, which of course he has. Uh, if the ministers you appoint do not enjoy the trust of important groups of South Africans, uh, then they will resist your decision and force you to change it, which is what happens. I mean, in effect, he's acknowledging that uh, he didn't want to make that decision, that he was forced to make that decision by, uh, as we know now, other people in the ANC and uh, some lobbies like Labour and business, uh, and that therefore he's not in control of that decision. Uh, I, I think the irony is that what he said will cause dismay among some people because they say, well, he hasn't learned his lesson yet, etc. Uh, but it shouldn't cause dismay because... You know, if the person you're concerned about is saying in public that he doesn't have control over those, those decisions, then what you should be doing is paying attention to those who do have control over the decisions. And who are those? Well, the senior leadership of the African National Congress. Uh, it's common knowledge. <laughs> they, they prevailed on him to change that. He's not an individual. He's a representative of a political organization. Uh, incidentally, besides uh, the leadership of the African National Congress, you had a huge coalition stretching from Kusatu uh, and Numsa through to uh, the business community, saying this is bad for the country. So, in effect, uh, it was a great victory for South African democracy. The president was forced to acknowledge that if you offend uh, you know, uh, your own party and you offend uh, the interest groups which keep the economy going, uh, well, then that decision is invalid and needs to be changed. It doesn't matter what your constitutional right is. Your constitutional right is to govern in the interests of the country. And if South Africans think you're not in governing in interests of the country, uh, then they will tell you and you will have to change your decision. 
And of course, the president going on uh, to impress upon us that it is his constitutional right uh, to make these decisions. But uh, does this mean that he did feel perhaps a bit taken aback by the criticism and the fact that people were questioning his decision? Yes, quite obviously. I mean, he's made this clear repeatedly. You know, he says that Mr. Faroe uh, is more qualified than the other candidates. I mean, that is technically correct in the sense that apparently Mr. Faroe has a diploma, whereas uh, Mr. Gordon doesn't have economic qualifications. Uh, but this is not a job for a, a junior lecturer. This is a job for somebody who has the trust. You, you don't appoint ministers uh, because they've got a piece of paper which says they've got a degree. You appoint ministers because they enjoy the trust uh, of the people who voted for you. Uh, and quite clearly, in this case, Mr. Zuma is battling to come to terms with the fact that he's accountable to his own party and to the people who voted for him. And he seems unable to accept that across the board, those people to whom he's accountable rejected his decision. And while people still talk about what happened in those four days, um, one certainly got the sense that South Africans had moved on by and large, except for when we come to talking about the economy and then what happened over those four days. So why then did the president feel the need to put this squarely back on the agenda, do you think? Well, I think he feels aggrieved. I, I think he feels that he was pushed into something that he didn't want to do. As I say, I, I think that he had <coughs> difficulty in understanding what some of his predecessors used to say publicly, you know, Mr. Mandela, Mr. Mbeki, uh, Halema Mutlanti when he was president, uh, which is that you're accountable to other people. Uh, you're not governing on behalf of yourself, as I said earlier. And I think other presidents have recognized this uh, and understood that if they made a popular decision, they had to account for that decision. And I think that the president is very bitter, and I think he's very aggrieved because he feels that as president he's entitled to do what he likes, uh, and people prevent him doing that. Uh, and uh, fortunately for us, that's not the way South African democracy works. And what do you think could be some of the political implications of this? What does it say to Pravin Gordon? Because uh, surely the president is trying to then express that this is not actually my finance minister by what he's saying. Well, exactly. And, and it's obviously not a good idea, you know, two days before the budget to tell the world that you don't think your finance minister is the most qualified person. And that's obviously not good for the country. However, I think it might have an interesting result here. And the interesting result is this. Uh, I mean, one of the problems we've had on moving forward on the economy, where we really need uh, a serious discussion between business uh, and labor and government on what to do uh, to improve our economy, uh, is that many people do not trust the president and they do not trust his, his economic management. He's making it quite clear that he's not in charge of economic management. Uh, he may not have confidence in Praveen Gordhan, uh, but I think whether other people have confidence in Praveen Gordhan uh, will depend on what he says in his budget speech tomorrow. So you could have a situation where, uh, ironically, uh, the effect is to signal to people uh, that really they should be dealing with the Treasury and they should be dealing with Minister Gordon because if they have reservations about the President, it doesn't matter because he's, uh, he didn't take that decision.